Hello, and welcome back to Trinus Magnus Jabs Reality, presented by Two True Freaks. I'm your host, Magnus, and guys, I'm not gonna bullshit you. I'm sick. I don't know what gunk I have, but I've got like a cold or some such fucking bullshit. So, basically, you know what I'm telling you is that I don't really know how good my voice is going to be. I don't know how long my voice is going to last. And so, as a result of that, um, you know, there's a very strong and credible and lucid argument that, you know what, maybe now is not the time to be podcasting. Maybe now is the time that you should be sacked out in bed and just fucking just trying to recover, you know? And believe me, guys, I mean, that, you know, the thought did cross my mind, but what's going on is, you know, for the past couple of weeks, I've been on a very serious Batman binge, right? Now, that may not seem like it's news to a lot of you since right now, in my main Trennis Magnus Punches Reality podcast, right now I'm going through a series concerning Barbara Gordon and Dick Grayson, and it's all about, you know, the ins and outs of their relationship, you know, goings on with that. And I've been very upfront about the fact that all of all of that series was basically the unintentional byproduct of a Batman binge that I that I went on not long before actually recording those episodes. So you may be thinking, well, fucking, I knew that already. Except what you need to remember is that there's usually a very big window of time between when I record a show versus when a show is released. So this is actually one of those times when my release schedule actually sort of overlaps with what I'm really interested in right now. So this, what I'm saying is this is a different Batman binge that I've been going on. So this must be just riveting to listen to. But anyway, so uh, fucking what I'm saying is I've been going through a pretty intense uh, Batman kick for the past couple of weeks. That's just where the fanboy muse has taken me. Right? And I guess sort of as the cherry on top for all of that, the Batman v Superman, the ultimate cut, was, it has been released, at least through streaming and, and uh, I think iTunes and, you know, places like that. You can actually get the movie now. I don't think it's actually out on Blu-ray yet, but you can in fact watch the movie right now if you are so inclined. And being as I'm on a kind of a big Batman kick right now, I thought it'd be kind of fun to sit down, watch the ultimate cut, and just kind of give you... I don't want to say like my second impressions about the movie. I mean, I guess maybe I'll be doing a little bit of that, but basically giving Batman v Superman another look, right? Because I know that some of some of you listening, and God knows some of you in the podcasting community, actually saw Batman v Superman multiple times when it was in theaters, and I did not. I saw it the one time, and then that was it. But you get other examples 
such as, I believe, John M. Wilson. I believe he saw it multiple times. Bob Fisher. I think he saw it multiple times. I don't know that anybody is going to be able to compete with Rebecca Johnson because she saw it apparently just shitloads of times. And so on and on and on. I'm the guy in the room that only saw it the one time, you know, and there's really nothing I can do to change that at this point. So I just, I go with it. So uh, there's going to be, I guess, a little bit of second impressions here. But guys, what you need to keep in mind is I only saw the movie once. Right, The theatrical cut of the movie, I've only seen that once. And then I've only seen the ultimate cut once. And so perhaps I've just got a different perspective on this stuff than those of you who may be more intimately familiar with the movie than I am. Right? There's always the risk that those of you who are more familiar with it may be thinking, well, no shit, Sherlock, I already knew half this stuff. So whatever, you know. It's, I, I guess it's the risk I'm going to have to take. Primarily, what I wanted to do was watch the movie. Instead of having, I guess, like the immersive experience of taking in a movie for the first time, when you don't really have the wherewithal to uh, focus on all of the small details and the, the nuances and all that stuff, you know... What is this movie when it comes to, like, individual things, you know? And so what I wanted to do was watch the movie with a little bit more of an eye on Ben Affleck as Batman. Now, truth in advertising, I truly don't remember ever having said a word against Ben Affleck as Batman. It never struck me as a possibility that he would stink up the screen or anything like that. I mean, pretty much when the announcement came down the pipeline that Ben Affleck's going to be playing Batman, this is one of those times in life when I thought I didn't need to actually see the final product to know that it's going to turn out well, you know? And indeed, I believe it did. I think it turned out really well. So, fuck, whatever. I, my point is, I just wanted to watch all of this from the standpoint of Batman and what exactly he brings to the table when it comes to this movie. Because being as I'm more of a Superman guy in general, you know, that was what I was primarily focused on and I guess concerned with when this movie first came out. But being as this is my second time watching the movie and being as I wanted to put a little bit more emphasis on Batman now. What is Batman in this movie, right? So, the ultimate cut. Now, as I say, I only saw BVS once in theaters, and there's a lot of stuff there that I didn't pick up on. And having watched the ultimate cut, I appreciate certain things more now. You understand? But... I also happen to think that the people who are concerned about Superman's live-action prospects in the future, well, they're right to be concerned. Now, having said that, I love just the operatic scale of Batman v. Superman. You know, the, these are big, iconic characters, and they're playing out their conflicts and, and turmoil on a grand uh, world smashing scale, you know? And the thing about it is the music is up to the challenge, you know? Uh, Zimmer's 
Hans Zimmer's score, it just it's like it just brims with a power and balls worthy of Wagner's biggest epics, you know? And so when a Facebook friend of mine, and dude, I'm sorry, I can't remember your name right now, but you need to understand, I usually podcast without much of a plan. You know, I tend to extemporize a lot. So organizing all my shit ahead of time can be a little tricky. But when a Facebook friend of mine described Batman v Superman as uh, Super Friends by way of Wagner, I don't think he was far wrong, you know? And there's a sense in which I kind of think Batman is the real prize of Batman v Superman. You know, Affleck, for my money, he basically owns that role. You know, his Bruce Wayne is very Bob Kane with maybe a tiny dash of Tim Sale, while his Batman is pure, undiluted, unapologetic Frank Miller. And those are iterations of Batman for which I have a very high degree of fondness. You know, this Batman is powerful he's angry he's vengeful and driven he suffers fools badly and uh, it just he has no hesitation about taking matters into his own brutal hands and so as a result of that i just can't wait to see a solo ben affleck batman movie it will destroy anyway and like I say, forgive me for all the honking and quacking and stuff that I'm doing here, you know? But uh, like I say, I've got some kind of fucking gunk here, so it's par for the course, I suppose. Anyway, the ultimate cut takes everything that, mo uh, well, I shouldn't say most of us, but a lot of us enjoyed about Batman v Superman, and then gives a little bit more, you know? If you like Lois Lane in a bathtub, there's a bit more of that. If you enjoy Clark Kent, there's a bit more of that. So on and so forth. Now, guys, I haven't cataloged all the differences between the theatrical cut and the ultimate cut because fucking I've only seen the theatrical cut once, remember? But the ultimate cut is a clear upgrade over the theatrical version, you know? And that's not entirely a compliment. You know what I mean? Because, guys... We all know the drill by this point, you know? The closer a movie gets to three hours in length, the fewer times exhibitors can screen it. It's, it's just, it's a simple numbers game. And we all know it well. You will not be allowed to release a three-plus-hour movie once your budget reaches or exceeds a certain level. You can have a three-hour film, or you can have a sky-high budget. You cannot have both. And we all know this. So, frankly, it's incumbent on the filmmaker to write a shorter fucking script. Do whatever you have to do. Delete as much shit as necessary. Get that bitch down to two and a half hours. The fate of Batman v Superman shows us that you don't really have the option of relying on an extended cut later on to balance out the ledger. When people say the theatrical cut of the movie is far outstripped by the ultimate cut, they're not wrong. 
And to me, that's a clear indictment of Snyder, Terrio, and everyone else involved with the conceptualization of this film. The structure of Batman v Superman has to put Batman into conflict with Superman. They have to fight. They have to team up. Superman has to die at Doomsday's hands. Batman has to realize the error of his ways, and then he has to vow to assemble the Justice League of America. Those are the crucial plot developments that Batman v Superman has to address in order to create a foundation for the DCEU's future. And yes, it does accomplish those things. But when people say that it's a rough journey getting there in the theatrical cut, they're right. Something needed to be pared down or removed entirely. Now look, I enjoy the movie, but there's a degree to which I've got very little sympathy for the creative folk making the decisions here, you know? Because they know how this game is played even better than we do. And it's hard to have pity on them when they must surely have understood what they were up against in, in making this film. So, yeah, the, the, the uh, ultimate cut is superior to the theatrical cut, but that's not something that Snyder should be proud of, if you ask me. I mean, these are lessons that we all should have learned ages ago. <clears throat> now, to kind of swing things back to Ben Affleck a little bit, one of the things that I've wanted to see from Batman in live action for, I don't at least... 15, 16 years, if not longer, is basically, it's a Batman who uses technology. And I don't mean that just in the sense of, you know, he's got all of these neat little gadgets and he's got the Batmobile and he's got all this other shit. I mean, this is a guy who uses technology to do the very basics of his job, you know? And I'm not saying that Batman v Superman gave me everything I wanted on that score, but it did at least get the ball rolling in the right direction, you know, because basically Ben Affleck uses a, a harmonizer, you know, number one, it's to disguise his voice and, you know, this we should not underestimate, but I think another thing that just, it needs to be said here is you could interpret or perhaps extrapolate, or, I don't know, like, retcon into Bruce's character that one of the reasons that he uses a harmonizer whenever he's Batman is precisely because he wants his voice to sound kind of inhuman, you know? And, I mean, you think about it, you know, this is a guy whose very existence is dependent upon convincing people that he's something other than what he truly is. You know, and a harmonizer, I think, is a really good way to start with all of that. Number one, it disguises his voice. But number two, it makes it sound less human. And this we should not, you know, we should not underemphasize, I suppose. You know, and the other thing is, I mean, it just sounds really fucking cool. And I guess as far as Batman impressions go, this is one of the easiest Batman impressions to do so long as you have access to audacity. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Do you bleed? You will. You know, and you can do just fun stuff like that, is my point, right? So, 
certainly there's that. But what I'd like to see in a solo Ben Affleck movie going forward is Batman using technology to sort of further his own myth, you know? Obviously, you wouldn't be able to do stuff like this all the time, but maybe if Batman knows for a fact that he's going to have to battle it out with some with, with some uh, gangbangers or drug lords or something like that on Tuesday night, then maybe he'll break in there on Monday night and he'll plant all of these, you know, sort of like miniature speakers all across the... Uh, the mobster's hideout or the drug lord's hideout or just whoever this guy is plant speakers and stuff like that he'll plant little squibs and explosives and shit like that uh, going on and and basically he'll case the place and sort of stack the deck in his own favor so that when he swings by there on Tuesday night he can use the speakers and it sounds like his his voice is coming from everywhere in the room and he can set off his little explosives and his other little traps in there and it basically look, makes it look like he's got superpowers and the thing is he doesn't need to do this in every single battle he fights he simply needs to do this on a relatively consistent basis so that rumors about Batman's superpowers and maybe his the fact that he's like a monster or he's a demon or he's a ghost or fucking whatever start spreading through the criminal underworld such that it furthers his own myth. Because, like, guys, when I say that this is a guy whose very life depends on, on doing this sort of thing, guys, his entire existence revolves around making everybody in his life believe that he's something that he's not, you know? Whether everybody thinks that, you know, Bruce Wayne is just this kind of brainless, clueless hopeless uh, playboy or that Batman is an alien from the fifth dimension or something like that. Everything he does is misdirection, you know? And it just seems to me that a guy like that would not only want to use technology and set traps and shit like that, he would see that basically as a way of well, I, I keep saying this, furthering his own myth, you know? I think he would do that and if nothing else, it's something that's never been done in live action before. And so it's kind of different from everything else that's ever been done just by showing up, you know? And it kind of plays into Batman as being the sort of ultra super duper master planner who's always got five different contingencies and five different uh, plans, five different backup plans and all this other fucking bullshit. It kind of plays into that somewhat in that he's already chosen his battleground. He's set everything up so that he, number one, he's going to win, but number two, he's going to win in such a way that is going to make everybody think that he's something other than human, you know? And I think it also kind of goes back in time a little bit to character. You know, Batman did something kind of like this whenever he fought Superman in The Dark Knight Returns. Now, he didn't do it necessarily to create myths about himself, you understand, but he nevertheless planned ahead so that he, when the time came, he would be able to just fuck Superman shit up a little bit, you know? I think he would do similar things just in the course of doing his day-to-day -day job. So that's something that I would love to see in 
in a solo Ben Affleck movie. And I get it. We probably won't see something like that just because, you know, it's not like I'm the one who's making these these movies, thank God. So I'm just saying this is something that would be at least on my wish list. This is something I've always wanted to see Batman do, you know? So put a pencil to it, I suppose. Anyway, but I guess just in terms of BVS and what that movie is and what it suggests, at least for the future of the DCEU going forward, and God knows for Superman, you know, having an act, having actually seen the movie now and, and put all this stuff into some kind of better context, you know, guys, those of you who are worried about the long-term prospects of Clark Kent and what exactly Batman v Superman means for his place in the DCEU, I think maybe you're right to be concerned, but... If the only good thing, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, but if the only good thing that comes out of this is that we get some badass Batman movies, well, oddly enough, I'm remarkably okay with that, you know? I don't really need to have a wider DCEU. I mean, if we can get one, and if it's good, well, that's fine, I'd love to have it, but I don't need it. And, honestly, I think that's pretty much where I'm coming from with Batman these days, you know? There was a time... I want to say it was, uh, it was 2014. I spent most of that year ignoring Batman. And that was basically meant to be a middle finger to Batman fans. Just because of just what aggravating and annoying sons of bitches they can be sometimes. And... What I eventually came to realize is that I like Batman, you know? And what I've decided to do is to be a Batman fan, but to be a Batman fan on my terms. Nobody else's. The aspects of this character, the stories of this character, the eras of this character that I just fucking cherish, that's the stuff that I think makes me a Batman fan. And I refuse to be one of those douchebag Batman fans online who, has, who just has to make fun of everybody else in order to prove what a big Batman fan I am. I mean, those people are just fucking assholes, you know? It really is no more complicated than that. They're just fucking dicks. So, I'm not going to be one of those guys. But I'm also not going to let those guys ruin my Batman fandom. And what I realized is that for a lot of years, that's exactly what they were fucking doing, you know? And I've half-seriously compared them to being a fucking religious cult. And, I, you know, I mean, I was, like I say, I was half-kidding at the time that I said it, but I was kind of half serious, you know? So, my point is, it doesn't make sense for me to deny myself a character that I've loved and enjoyed and just fucking cherished for, like, three quarters of my life now, suddenly just stop enjoying that character because some certain of his fans are just total pricks, you know? Uh, that, that doesn't make sense to me. So, that's pretty much where I'm coming from right now when it comes to Batman. To enjoy Batman... But, number one, not be an asshole about it. And number two, enjoy this character the way that I want to enjoy this character, you know? To enjoy uh, Batman Adventures, to enjoy uh, Batman 89, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, the Nolan Trilogy, you know, uh, the, the comics that I love, you know, the Bronze Agey just wonderfulness, the, the kind of gritty late 80s, you know, all or most of the 1990s bits of the 2000s, you know, in comics. Just all the stuff that I just fucking love about this character and cherish. 
and considered to be kind of in some ways like my canonical Batman. Don't let anyone else ruin that for me, you know? So that's pretty much where I am right now, at least as far as Batman is concerned. So anyway. And that, I think, is pretty much it, at least as far as this helping of Trinus Magnus Jab's reality is concerned. Now, I don't really know when I'm going to release this. Oh, fuck, I may just decide to edit, mix, and release this thing today, since it's not like this is all that long an episode. But I'm not really sure when I will decide to release this, but for those of you who value trivia, I'm recording this on Friday, July the 1st, 2016, at 9 o'clock in the morning. So, if that bears some kind of similarity to today's date, well, bully for me, I suppose. Anyway, so, I think that's pretty much it for me this week. Bye, everybody. I will see you next week. And because of the fact that the episode that's coming out on July the 5th, Tuesday, July the 5th, was recorded months ago, guess what? I'm not sick in that episode at the time that I recorded it. So... If my hoarse, quacky, honky, terrible-sounding, nasally voice right now, if, if this bothers you, well, guess what? You won't have to deal with that in the next episode that I'm releasing, pos that I'm releasing on Tuesday, assuming that's whatever. Anyway, bye-bye.